0: you
1: Tracking in five, four, three, two. Hey, hey, watch my hands. Don't listen to my words. Here we go in five, four, three, two, one. That was pretty good. That sounded pretty good. It looked terrible, but it was pretty good.
2: It looked good on my end. We looked good on my
1: end. It, looked, it sounded good on my end. I only heard one clap. Yeah. I don't know okay, if it okay. was because my my mic took priority over y'all's or what, but hey, I think that's what you it did was. a good job. Sounded good to me.
3: Yeah, sounded good. Everybody good. Everybody good.
1: Yep, I'm good. All right, everything check. Okay. Make sure we actually recording here. All right.
2: room. What? It smells All like right. baked beans in my yep. room. <laughs> <What>?
3: <laughs> 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 that we not even gonna we not going we are not going, going into it. We're not <laughs> going into it. Beans. We're not going into why your room smells like baked beans
0: <laughs>
3: oh welcome to the midnight special podcast everybody yes you're going to get that oh occasionally because this man wants to play or brush up on his rainbow six skills even though that's i'm trying futile. to i'm, trying to, them I'm trying to get some characters he's trying to get
1: some characters you know
3: garbage but uh welcome to the midnight special podcast everybody uh if you liked a little a little tokyo pop a little tokyo bop you know
2: it's called
3: city little pop well <sighs> tokyo city pop that was 4 a.m. by takeo onuki
2: you did good you did good i i right, yeah cool. you did
1: good. takeo right. right, onuki shout out to you <laughs> it's onuki I don't, onuki I don't know if a onuki
3: <laughs> onuki yes onuki okay and say it aggressive All right. um all right. So
1: what do you mean? By that?
3: <laughs> this episode, we're going to get straight into it because we got a lot of information to cover uh, dealing with these two. Uh, so we'll see if we get we'll get past it all. OK,
0: I'm dying. Uh, so on this
3: episode, this episode, we're going to talk about a uh, little history, a little history lesson. Um Oppenheimer's coming out this week. Yep.
1: <laughs> we will be in the building there. <laughs> We will be in the IMAX
3: 70 millimeter building. Watching that big-ass roll of film go onto the screen (laughs) in all its gloriousness, okay? We're ready. But, uh, so, you know, we kind of took the time, you know, took the time and took the effort to talk about a little bit about uh, the culture.
1: What? They took the time. Who took the time? Y'all took the time. Oh, I'm actually just here. Yeah, Yeah,
3: I was
2: not a part of
3: this. I'm just here. He's the odd person out here um but we're going to talk about kind of like the entertainment culture especially as it comes to anime because you know we have a resident anime expert here anime expert here
1: you know you know what i'm saying i'm all right i'm all right right. i'm all right stop it
2: actually i'm amazing she
1: does she does the thing you know she does the thing
2: i do my damn thing you know
3: Just a
1: volcano of anime
3: knowledge here so basically we're going to talk about one reason we're going to get to a little bit why the bombs were dropped and we're going to get really going into some kind of uh, a discussion on how we how we think that that changed the culture of the Japanese people and how it influenced entertainment, uh, especially anime and stuff like that. So so everybody ready? OK, yeah. so to get into it, so to start off this episode, we feel it's necessary that we go into a little background about the war in the Pacific, as well as the decision to drop the bomb And everything leading up to that event so as many may be unaware world war ii was a global event involving just about every major country on every continent even places like you say
1: Hmm? i'm not trying to make light of this episode i promise but did you just say as many of you may be unaware and then proceed to mention the world war you said what the war that literally involved the whole world you just said
3: some people are as many of you may be unaware
1: it's the whole world
3: <laughs> I know, I know it's common sense, but some people are really unaware that this involved pretty much every single country on the, these on this the face of the earth.
1: The face of the earth,
3: yeah. <laughs> pretty much, yeah.
1: And to some extent.
3: This, well, yeah, to some extent, but yeah, even places like the Caribbean, um, Central America, Greenland, the Aleutian Islands, Syria, Iraq,
2: okay, Alaska. I probably sound very stupid asking this. who the fuck is Greenland?
3: Is it's in the upper tip? You know where the North America is? It's yeah. right next to North America in the upper Arctic region.
2: I need to look this up on a map.
3: You go ahead. And you mean that. us? Yes, like North America, like the continent of North America. Yeah, us. Yes. <laughs> now, conflict with Japan started.
2: Oh, it's in De- of Denmark in North America. What?
3: Yeah oh okay. now conflict with japan oh, started before, well before uh the war was with the japanese invasion of china and really it was because they invaded china and they were taking uh basically raw materials to fuel their economic machine okay this is where basically where the tensions between uh japan and the us actually really started so by 1937, Japan controlled large sections of China and even committed war crimes, which are very controversial and can actually be its own podcast in and itself. Uh, these events like the rape of Nanking, I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Very, very gruesome and terrible thing that happened. But uh, really what it started when Japan withdrew from the, the Five Power Treaty, which limited the size of the nation's navy in the Pacific, it kind of drew criticism from uh, know the world leaders at that time so essentially essentially they were they uh, they did a little conquest and that conquest was basically all for them so due to this increased activity especially when it came to capturing oil the u.s placed embargoes on japan as a result this eventually led to japan coming to the inevitable decision to go to war with the u.s by launching a surprise attack of pearl harbor so Regardless of what you've heard, the attack on Pearl Harbor wasn't just like a, oh, you know what? Let's just go attack this big yeah. ass country.
1: Like unprovoked, <laughs> you mean? I'm gonna say you don't just poke a bear for no reason. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, from what I noticed, it was like something about pretty much like them trying to keep the like Hawaii, pretty much like the, the area that is Hawaii. They were trying to kind of keep that area, at least for a while. On-
3: well, Japan. Their reasoning for, it, or their further reasoning for, for it was they thought they would cripple the United States Navy, and which they kind of almost succeeded, but they kind of they kind of uh they, they kind of underestimated Americans. Yeah, they underestimated our economic power.
1: <clears throat> I don't want to put it like As, this, but I have to. Um, <laughs> around that time, like boys were still running with that that doggone. Um, that colonistic blood, <laughs> boys oh still have that. We ain't going back the <laughs> no,
2: I'm serious, like, I'm dying. like
1: it was a long time, but it really wasn't that long from Jamestown. <laughs> like it yeah. was a long time, but as far as how long it takes a society to develop, these boys very much still had it in them. Yeah, like that's that's why I think the nation pulled together the way it did.
3: Yeah, and then you know everybody bish. Basically, just came together and we built more harder and faster. And we still had naval ships. Like Pearl Harbor wasn't like the only sitting navy that we had. And they even rebuilt some of the ships at Pearl Harbor, too. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to a battleship, but uh, them things is tough. Super tough.
2: Yeah. All right. We have, um, I don't know if anybody in the, oh, oh wait, we're from, I ain't going to tell y'all where we from, but
0: <laughs>
2: don't, don't do that. living in Alabama, <laughs> living in Alabama in the South we do have a battleship It's pretty awesome
3: yeah. takes about takes hours to climb that thing um
2: if you know you know
3: um but yeah so basically they underestimated the us and even hitler himself basically said <laughs> basically said uh y'all woke up a sleeping giant in the foolish. west
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: foolish <laughs> uh so now, what most people actually don't know is that the atomic bombs weren't the first and only acts of bombing aggression on Japanese homeland. And actually, well, these are often overshadowed the consistent fire bombings done by U.S. allied forces, which actually culminated in a death toll pretty much equal to that of both atomic bombs.
2: Are you shitting me? How long were yeah. they fucking firebombing then? Because like atomic bombs on a scale of firebombs, holy fuck, how many did y'all drop?
3: a lot (laughs) boys was literally a lot boys was dumping ammunition and i don't know if you know what a firebomb is but basically it's fire it just produces napalm like incinerates as soon as it drops just think about a bomb dropping on a home and just melting everybody inside and then spreading fires from there um
0: holy shit
3: um, so, yeah, these these kind of overshot the atomic bombs, obviously overshadow uh, the fire bombings, but over 100,000 Japanese were killed in their. fire fire bombing kind of campaigns, um, conquest, conquest. Um, now, a lot of these cities, a lot of these blah, a lot of these cities include cities like Tokyo and Curie, bro which were pretty pretty I'm much dusty I
2: up a picture of that and it looks horrendous
3: I say that photo so we can post
2: ab- it <laughs> it looks absolutely horrendous holy shit.
3: yeah it wasn't that wasn't, those fire bombs ain't none to play with they really really aren't um, especially in cities like Tokyo because most of the buildings were made of uh wood so when so when the, when they dropped the bombs the fires just spread and it just spread and spread and spread and the wind carried all the fire and they, they couldn't put them out
0: um, and
2: it was it was in Tokyo it was yeah it was in um, the operation meeting house firebombing of Tokyo on the night of March 9th it was the deadliest air raid of World War 2 greater than Dresden, Hamburg, Hiroshima or Nagasaki as single events
3: yeah and I so <clears throat> pretty much these cities were pretty much devastated uh, people suffered homelessness hunger starvation they couldn't get resources they couldn't get food couldn't get water the that's first responders you, weren't there
1: that's after you got burnt
3: after you got burnt so
2: so you're pretty much dying in shock at this point
3: yeah and uh you gotta remember that these people are civilians yes there are like military installations but
2: but most of them are civilians
3: most of them are civilians
2: they're just dropping them on towns
3: yeah and so if they weren't burned to death life was pretty much living I mean, hell yeah because you catch a
2: you just don't starve like fucking that's fucked up anyway
3: all right you. <laughs> concerning the atomic bombs uh they release destruction unlike the world has ever seen still hasn't seen because we have not dropped another atomic bomb on people good ever since can, um, can i
2: tell the dates i know the dates i want to tell the dates Okay, so the firebombings were actually done on March 9th, 1945, so literally like a few months later in August, that was when they dropped the first atomic bomb, and that was on August the 6th, 1945. The first one was Nagasaki, right? Or was it Hiroshima? Uh,
3: Hiroshima. Hiroshima.
2: And then the second one was August the 9th, 1945, and that one was the second one. Mm
3: Mm-hmm, three days later.
2: They didn't waste no time. Three they days. didn't waste no time. <laughs> that's, damn, that's close.
3: So the Truman administration was convinced that the Japanese were so entrenched in their belief and their faith in the emperor that they would basically fight to every last man, woman and child. Now. this is a, This is a very strong debate, but. Even though the women and children in Japan were armed to fight, which is. It's an island. And you you literally got you got to think about it. It's an island and you literally have the U.S. right there at Iwo Jima launching ships from Iwo Jima. Like it's literally right there. Uh, yeah, obviously you would prepare everybody to start fighting because you don't know if you're getting invaded. Just imagine waking up every morning and you hear those doggone air raid sirens going off and you see these the ships just come out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, obviously you don't know if you're getting invaded. You don't know if they're dropping bombs. You don't know nothing, right? So, yeah, obviously you would arm people and prepare them to fight. I mean, that's just like a natural thing you would do.
1: Yeah, like that goes back tribal <laughs> mentality right there.
3: Yeah, but, uh, you know, some of this reasoning was really more of a sight just to justify what basically amounts to a mini, dropping a mini sun on the face of the earth. And one, you can they justify it again by saying that you know well we can end the war relatively quickly and less costly both in like manpower and money because people are building this stuff
2: <clears throat> now mind you um what was the man's name who made this thing again who made this atomic bomb
3: well it was a group of people Oppenheimer well, was who like was in the
2: charge of the he was in charge of the manhattan project wasn't he
3: he wasn't actually in charge he was just a scientist but the lead scientist was like, uh, Robert, Robert, Robert J. Oppenheimer. Okay.
2: Which how? Which is how this ties into the, the Spearhead.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> what do you mean by Spearhead?
1: Like, he was the like. To my understanding, at least, he was um. Basically, the lead guy in terms of scientists, he was the one who reported oh. to the guys. <laughs> I was
2: mm. like, I, I've never heard somebody use that word before.
1: Now nah, to spearhead something is just to take the lead. Yeah.
2: Okay.
3: <clears throat> now FDR commissioned the Manhattan Project, which was which was built in uh I think it was it was multiple different locations, but the uh the main one was I think it was S four. I think it was S four out in Nevada. Which is actually what, close the, to area fifty one. Uh, the <laughs> yeah. Call, call. Was it S
1: four? It was Los um Los Alamos. Los Alamos, yeah. But
3: S4 is like right next to Los Alamos, if you didn't know. It's like 45 minutes away, not. which is <laughs> Area 51 territory. There you go. Um, uh, so, Logi- yeah, so logically, logically. <laughs> <laughs> so basically they built these uh, basically these whole towns uh, in order to build the atomic bomb. one, one, secrecy. Two, you needed all, all these people to work on this big, big project and Again, what a lot of people don't know is that uh the Amer- Americans were actually in a race with the Germans to build the first
1: atomic bomb.
2: So now my question is, did the Germans ever finish theirs?
1: No, because we had their scientists.
3: No, they, they got damn near close. There's a lot of there's a yeah. lot of there was a lot of spying and espionage, which was a lot of fun stuff.
1: I believe when America got started, they were almost there. Yeah, and because of the espionage and us having access to their scientists who and were luck. Like, fleeing or whatever, yeah, that's how we ended up, you know. But the bomb wasn't even made for the German. I mean, it wasn't originally made for the Japanese, right?
3: Um, no, it was a. <clears throat> well, that's debatable. Okay, it's very debatable because you know a lot of people say. Well, we were never going to drop it on Germany because if you think about it, the Germans surrendered in May. That same year, (coughs) so they surrendered first. So the war was over basically in May. They just had the Japanese to to deal with. So a lot of people say, you know, obviously they're not going to drop it on Germans. So let's drop it on uh, the Japanese. They were going to drop the bomb regardless, like (laughs) That's what it was gonna happen.
1: Right? <laughs> so it was going get. It was gonna get <laughs> dropped on somebody. It wasn't staying. Was, yeah, yeah.
2: How long did it? Do you know how long by any chance it took them to actually create the atomic bomb?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. That's a good
3: trivia question. I think.
2: That I think happened. I want to
3: say like two or three years. No.
2: So so now.
3: It might have been shorter than that because as soon as as soon as we found out, oh, oh, atomic weapons was a thing. They were like, let's weaponize it. Let's go because you remember the Germans actually got onto it first. And I think,
2: okay, it says, oh, good. Oh, it says from 1942 to 1946. So it took them a while to sit here and create it. So yeah. about like three or four years.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And that includes like all the infrastructure and getting all the people. Cause you know, they had to track down, Ein- they tracked down Einstein. He was like living in New Jersey or somewhere. <laughs> um. yeah he had like denied them a few times I think it's like I don't want to do this
1: <laughs> All right, I will not it. be part of this <laughs> alright I'll do it um, he said but I can't deny it intrigued
2: <laughs> are you shitting me I didn't know that motherfucker lived to be that old
1: yeah Einstein.
2: yeah I'm sorry I just did not know that motherfucker lived <laughs> to be that old
0: he died in 1955. Yeah, he
2: died in 1955. I had no fucking idea. Learning something new every day.
3: Yeah, he was over there. He was just chilling in New Jersey.
2: New Jersey.
3: Because <laughs> there was a there was real side note. There was real one fundamental element to building the atomic bomb, and that was heavy water. And really, heavy water was only produced in one. It was in somewhere in the Netherlands. So we had to go get heavy water to produce it
2: what do you mean by heavy water
3: It's this is literally what it sounds like it's water that's
1: more dense denser
3: yeah
2: Oh, it's like oh it's like what
3: and um so the germans have one way of it's a very scientific thing and you guys can look it up uh we won't go into it too much too much detail it's very fun to actually look it up if you just want to take a side side rabbit hole down somewhere. If you want to
2: sit here and try and get into making your own atomic bombs maybe at a miniature scale. Yeah. <laughs> don't turn into the bomber, but um, just saying.
3: Christopher Nolan. But yeah, so <clears throat> basically what we want to get to on this podcast. Dang, that was the intro. That was the intro. <laughs> <laughs> basically what we want to get into this podcast was a lot of people don't really know the the gruesomeness of the atomic bomb being dropped, it—it's been depicted in out, some,
2: yeah, huh? I just found out something new. So, on a scale of how many people it killed, there was at least three hundred thousand people in Hiroshima when they dropped the first one. They said maybe a good two hundred thousand probably ended up injured and/or dead.
3: Yeah, because you know you gotta think about the original, like the initial bomb and the fire from the bomb. I don't know if you guys know how nuclear bombs work. But basically, no. the bomb.
1: Yeah, they split in that. So.
3: Well, not not that process, but like how it explodes.
1: Yeah. So basically. Um. So apparently, well, did you want to explain it?
3: Or you want um, to hear? Well, from what I understand, it's like the bomb doesn't hit the ground and then like boom, kablooey. It actually explodes above ground to have the the most spread. Yeah. It,
1: it depends on the desired effect. I mean, mm-hmm. if you just want to devastate a single area in a concentrated point, you let it hit the ground. But if you mm-hmm. want to cause widespread damage, you detonate it in the air because if the bomb doesn't kill you, the fallout will.
3: Mm. Because the initial shock wave goes out for miles. Yeah. And then after the shock wave, first you have the light, then you have the shock wave, then you have the fire from the actual bomb, which the closer the radiation- you are, obviously, the faster that goes, and then the radiation afterwards. So, you know, people that were on ground zero basically got incinerated to death and people that were like on the the second outer level, basically, they got all their flesh burned off and burnt to a crisp. And then the people after that, you know, either they went blind if they saw, if they saw the bomb drop, they either went blind or they felt the Whoa. initial waves of the shock. Let's
1: just say if you saw it happen then you were lucky Mm -hmm. because for most people they were just incinerated Mm -hmm. Um, if you saw it happen then you're close enough to be harmed but you survived the initial you know but afterward was the real problem because I think the like I think the first like 48 hours of fallout is what's crucial to survival if you can prevent yourself from exposure mm-hmm. um but even then the rays from the explosion like you said it's like a mini sun ain't enough yeah. sunscreen to protect you from all that uv radiation <laughs> mm.
3: yeah like i think it was like a few there's a few stories were like a few days after people's skin just started like melting off
1: yeah and also and- by them detonating it in the air, it's not even just a shockwave. Like, if there's any skyscrapers or anything, mm-hmm. all that rubble is going to be flung for miles mm-hmm. and it's going to cause other structures to collapse. It's going to cause, you know, all that cars are thrown, everything. Not to mention, a lot of that metal or whatever is now going to be liquid. <laughs> so, um, yep. I'm so, sorry.
2: I'm just reading about how it was burning the skin off of people because, like, literally, it was like temperatures near the hypercenter were like 3,000 or 4,000 degrees Celsius. So, what is that? Too damn hot. That's
0: 5,432
2: degrees Fahrenheit. You are definitely dead. That's so, like, that. No. Holy fuck. And that was like burning through their skin all the way down to the tissue that no. that I mean, you got that's some horrible. stories
3: you got some stories where people came into the town just to help and they just saw people like walking around and they were just like black from head to toe were like mutant creatures essentially
2: now my question <clears throat> is this why the fuck did they decide to name this bitch little boy the first bomb they dropped on Hiroshima was called Little Boy. Irony. Like that's fucked up.
3: Yep, irony. Um, it was Little Boy and Fat Man.
2: Yeah, Fat Man, and there was one called Little Thin. I uh, know Thin Man.
3: Hmm. There was a third one they didn't
1: drop. Uh,
2: that's fucking stupid. Oh yeah. my god.
1: Yeah, they had a third one already. That was excessive. Where is Thin Man?
2: I think thin man was the first one that that was created um what well, yeah it says the thin man was long thin device and its name came from some motherfucker the fat man was round and fat so it was named after some motherfucker and little boy was named by others as an allusion to thin man since it was based on its design so i guess there was little boy fat man and thin man
0: mm-hmm.
3: <clears throat> but um so yeah i mean if you can just imagine like a hellscape of <laughs> mutation just walking around that's what people had to deal with even after they dropped the bombs you got to think about the state of the japanese people at that point in time military non-existent because basically after they dropped the bombs americans pretty much occupied
2: yeah uh, the just, territory
3: even, even, and they didn't know about the radiation. That's what makes it bad. Like they even sent American troops after the bombs were dropped in there,
2: and just had them going in there with all that yeah. fucking radiation. And it's like, get them boys, and it's like, y'all are fucking. No, the boys knew. I feel like they knew they didn't
1: get I was watching a documentary. Like, yeah, okay. I was watching a documentary, and in these camps, the way they kept things secure is one person had one job. So. They may say, all right, your job is to turn this this dial when it reaches this number. Why? It doesn't matter. But when you see it reach this number, you turn this dial. And one of the jobs they had there was for a lady. Her job was in the laundry facility. And her job was literally hold this device up to the laundry and see if it clicks. I oh, mean, so now we know what that, that device is yeah now we know what that device is because she was checking the uniforms for radiation during development so they knew it was dangerous and they knew what the exposure could do otherwise you know America.
2: that's literally the only sentence you can say (laughs) after that is (laughs) America. i'm dead serious we done dropped two Uh nuclear bombs a whole bunch of radiation get in there america get in there
3: yeah, so you know, if you think about it, like over the course of what months, you have <laughs> you have like a a nation that's very very, uh, what's the word for it? Uh, At the
2: bottom of the barrel, literally, like <laughs> get like getting fucked on every level. I don't even know how to put that into words. They are literally like. There were multiple, I was looking up stuff and there was multiple orphanages that had kids who didn't have parents. Like literally people were sitting here trying as hard as they can to like try and make things so that they could try and get money for it. Like anything and everything they could do. And actually like, as you said, like the Yakuza actually came in and started taking over and doing all type. Ta- like a lot of bad stuff just kind of happened in this point of time because there was no one that could stop people.
3: And so this is a time where you see <clears throat> now Japanese people have always like held on to their culture, like their like their kind of nationalist beliefs. But you know, one can like sit here and theorize that like it's kind of hard to do that when basically you have a whole bunch of people starting from scratch. And of course, there's there's probably some parts of Japan that were weren't even touched by the. I'm pretty sure every part was touched in some kind of emotional or physical way but there are some places that weren't touched that kind of kept you know. But
2: you also have to keep in mind too like I didn't know about the firebombing in Tokyo in March. That's their capital. You have to sit here and look at they just firebombed like Tokyo and then months after that here hit Hiroshima and then Nagasaki. Those are three very important places in Japan so you do, mo- you do a big amount of damage to any three of those places. Everything's going to fall.
3: Mm-hmm. And one of the reason they didn't drop the atomic bomb on Tokyo is because I forget who it was, but they basically reasoned that Tokyo has so much of the culture still intact yeah. that they wanted to preserve it, and so they just, they decided. And it was already being firebombed to hell and back. So you imagine it's just like you hold
1: more. all the power, so you decide how badly they're gonna be hurt.
3: Yeah, but can you think about like how, psychologically when people realize that?
2: after what the oh does. okay so the funny thing is I looked up also I, I just randomly I don't know why I looked this up but I was like I wonder if at all if he regretted dropping those atomic like creating them at all and he did he actually the said he hardware? regretted create yeah he said he regretted create helping to create them in the first place and I'm like I feel like any person which is probably why a third one has never been dropped because nine times out of ten these people who know that you have it's not just military now you have hundreds of thousands of dead civilians, kids, women, old people, a whole culture has now been semi-destroyed because of you. Like that took off at least, this was 1945, they didn't really start building back until at least the 1960s. actually no, the 1980s to be honest. Like that was when Japan actually flourished. So you have from 1945 till at least 1980 something, when these people actually were able to really get back up and thrive in their country and actually be able to like do something not. Con- yeah, that's it's just that's that's sad.
3: Yeah. And a lot of the entertainment, uh, you know, again, we're kind of this kind of a little bit of conjecture, but a lot of the entertainment, you know, I think those are the like the either the kids or the grandkids, uh, like the generation that survived, basically that started making this entertainment, started growing up, making this entertainment. And, you know, a lot of the we'll just keep it an anime. But I mean, I'm pretty much pretty sure you can apply this to, like, the broad sense of entertainment over Japanese culture and the stuff that they do. That's why in a lot of animes, you'll you'll see these themes come up. There's themes like mut- mutants, mutations, um, the dangers of technology. Like disastrous things that the happen. The
2: underdog, also the underdog
3: really <laughs> uh, The like- underdog. You know, there's been a reason that that's why these things are so like prevalent in these, you know, in these works of art and things of that nature. It's because they were kind of stripped,
0: yeah,
3: they were kind of stripped of that. And they kind of, you know, they're, either they're trying to warn or they're trying to just kind of show that visually in some kind of way, shape, or form. Um, I think it was, uh, Miyazaki does it. Um, I think even, what was it? Yeah, what, I mean, Nausicaa?
2: Uh, Nausicaa Nos- uh, Valley of the Wind, I think it's
3: called. Yeah. And that one was about an atomic bomb being dropped. Akira was another one. And basically there's, a, there's actually another one too. You ever wonder why in animes you see kids as the main characters? No. I,
2: th- I think that is, it's a big thing though.
3: Yeah, you see kids as the main characters because there's like there's there's like a a basic assumption that adults will mess everything up.
2: Understandable. I mean, like let's be honest, understandable because kids aren't looking to kids aren't looking to overthrow or conquer or all this other stuff. They're looking to probably nine times out of 10 make peace and make friends because they're kids. They're young, which now that I think about it, a lot of anime is centered around kids that are, like, 15, six, like, high school age, this, this, and this. I don't think... I know too many animes that are, like, fully focused on adults. Like, fully, fully focused on just adults.
3: Yeah, they're either, like, in that, like, 13 to 21 age age, range. Something
2: like that. So, I mean, I think also... Okay, so, like, starting also back in... Now, we're not saying that anime was not prevalent in Japan. I mean, it was a... Okay, it actually was not very prevalent. So, the first anime that they had was probably back in 1917. Now, mind you, this was not, like, anime, anime. It was, like, just an animation. Like, a simple animation. Um, As time went by to the 1920s, they probably had, I can probably say, at least maybe a good... 15 animations back like in the 1920s as we get to the 1930s they add a little bit more but these are like shorts that go between at least six minutes to six minutes to at least 17 minutes they are not long animations really this did not pick up till the 1950s and when i say the 1950s somewhere 1950 1960 uh astro boy and you see how astro boy is a little cyborg pretty much isn't he a cyborg Cause he's like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: he's a kid half machine. Technically, Android. Android? Technical. Was he? I thought wasn't he like a cyborg? Android?
3: I think technically he was Android. I don't think he had any human parts.
2: I thought he did. Anyway, Android. I don't know the difference <laughs> between an Android and a cyborg. Anyway, he cyborg was so part, human parts. Cyborgs have human parts. Okay. Anyway, yeah. I thought he was part human. <laughs> anyway, Android. Whatever the fuck he was. But that was kind of when anime started to thrive and things started to kind of grow from there. But you notice how that was in the times of 1950s. And pretty much what they started to realize was they had to start building something for themselves. Now, mind you, America is sitting here and doing what they can Now, it's pretty funny because America was like, fuck you people. But then they came in and started trying to help them, like actually rebuild. But, you know, they're going to throw some of their Western customs into that. So nine times out of 10, if they're throwing that in there, these people are going to slowly start to assimilate or accom- like gather it themselves. Because it was one picture. It was one picture from like 1953 of this lady with hula hoops. This is when hula hoops were all the rage in America. And you just see this lady with like 15 hula hoops having the time of her fucking life. So, you see, like, slowly how some of the American customs are coming over to Japan. And now they're sitting here and, like, they're like, well, there's media, there's this, this, and this. And they're like, how about we thrive from that and get, it's like, get technology, but it's safe technology. Because then they start to actually work on smaller things like cars, this, 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 like, all types of different technology. But it's not anything fucking nuclear. Notice how they kind of just, <laughs> it's like, let's go far, but reel it in so as in as he said this is when all different forms of like media starts to come in anime starts to thrive maybe at a slow rate but it's starting to come out as diff- different forms pretty much and have different meanings different stories and that's all sitting here and coming out in the time frame between 1950s to 1980s and then the 1980s they end up really thriving as a country
3: yeah and going to your point of like Americans coming in after the when after the bombs were dropped, Americans immediately came in, and the years after, basically Americans were like, hey, this is pretty cool. I like this, and so those are the things that the Japanese people essentially kept intact, such so as like the food. Like when Americans came in, they loved the food and the way it was prepared and stuff like that. And so that's why you, the food industry in Japan is like booming. Uh, technology when after you know after the war basically America put a whole bunch of restrictions on Japan I don't even think they had, they were able to like have a military force of their own
2: for I don't a while. think they were
3: um, and basically basically Japan acted as like a essentially a feeder and what America got in return was they have now access because you know right after the right after the bombs dropped then this was a nuclear arms race Immediately, Russia was like, "We need to get one." Germany, they were going through their own problems, <laughs> um, but Russia was like, "We need to get one." <clears throat> then, pretty much everybody got on board after that, um, and people started producing nuclear weapons. And this is when the rise of communism pretty much took effect, and then now you have the Cold War coming coming about. Um, so, if you think about it, Japan is right there next to China, and so having a territory a quid pro quo territory next to China was very very beneficial to to the Americans because one it's a huge island it's a great like forward place to be and so in you know basically America will protect Japan from China because the Chinese were really licking their chops they really were licking their chops after the, uh after a uh, they dropped those bombs because, you know, they wanted to come in because after all that stuff that the Japanese people had done, which we can't shy away from, which <laughs> the Japanese do kind of shy away from a lot. And a lot of people don't really. Of course, it's history you know, and we're not uh, taking out on the current people there, but uh, they did some horrible things. OK, they even I told you guys already, but they even enslaved Koreans
0: at yeah. Iwo Jima.
3: To build all the those traps and encampments that they had on the on the beach there, and digging them out. So they did a lot of stuff. They're a very very imperialistic country. So yeah, uh, China was very pretty much licking their chops because they wanted Was that bench. was that
2: during the Korean War, like nineteen fifty to nineteen fifty three? What? Um, when you were saying they uh they had those uh the encampments and they were forcing the Korean people.
0: <laughs> no, that what? was during World War Two.
3: That was during
2: thinking, World War Two. I'm thinking of something else.
3: Cause you gotta remember, Japan during World War Two, they're an the Axis power, right? So it's Japan, Italy, and Germany. Mm-hmm. Think about that. It's, it's three. <laughs> it's just three, and they and they kind of North Italy had North Africa, uh, Germany, uh, Europe. That was supposed to be the, you know the uh the dividing of the pie japan would get china they really were gonna leave the u.s alone maybe until germans started going into the caribbean and started going to south america and then it was like whoa whoa y'all getting too close
2: okay so um i I know this is random so i figured out when they were able to really establish like a japanese military this was not until 1960. like yeah that's at least 15 years later Mm -hmm. like that's that's a long time and that was the js i think JSDF. yeah the js the japanese self-defense forces and like uh they comprised the ground self-defense the maritime self-defense and the air self-defense and it was controlled by the ministry of defense with the prime minister as chief in command so i'm sitting here like
3: keyword self-defense
2: yeah, and it, it was like, well, and the reason, okay, so the reason why from reading that, what I saw is the reason why they, they did that is because, so they signed a treaty with America saying y'all can stay here with y'all's bases in Japan. The catch is it was literally just a peace treaty. It did not mean that if y'all get attacked by somebody, the U.S. is gonna help you. It was a giant fuck you to them and that's, that's, that's fucked up because y'all just did Hiroshima Nagasaki and then y'all just came here and was like, okay we're keeping our bases here but you know what if y'all get attacked we're booking it that, d- that doesn't make any sense you literally just came there to get what you got why would you sit here and not help them in time of need if they got attacked because if someone takes it over mm-hmm. that means you gotta come back in and sit here and take it over again
1: yeah so yeah uh, I mean, <clears throat> well this is war
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: think about war is, um, it's a violent place, and wars are also expensive. AF <laughs> like the amount of money they probably poured into developing that bomb, boys was probably brought to their knees financially,
2: okay. Like, <laughs> that makes indirectly.
1: Sense. I mean, you don't like to think like this, but almost anything you can find a problem with probably is rooted in money somewhere when it comes to world power.
3: Yeah, pretty much. And basically, like after the war, the reason that they got back on track is because of the industry. If you think about like Japan's industry, what does Japan like export? Tech.
1: Tech.
2: Nothing but technology. And see, this is like okay, <laughs> labor. So this this technically mm-hmm. is what brings us to like all the way back around to like not just their pop culture, but their pop culture is kind of ensued with their media and their technology, which The atomic bombs being dropped on Japan, that took a complete shift in their culture. Because, like, think of it now. Had the atomic bombs not been dropped on Japan, traditionally, they probably would have kept a lot of their traditional garbs, or their garbs would be similar to what they have. Now, a lot of their things are kind of westernized. They look a lot different, because America sat here and came in, did what they did. So you have to sit here and think, had their technology actually thrived to what it was, or would would we have... Would I have my anime <laughs> if what I'm happened? Not. And that's what, that's the thing. A lot of the things we have now would not be here had they not taken a turn for technology and media. And focusing so much on their media because now what are they mostly known for their manga their anime their media that's what they decided to focus on mostly also as you said they probably had restrictions on what they could do technologically wise so what could they do only sit here and focus on making whatever they make um phones computers of the whatever the fuck they make media wise there they make some really good shit let's be honest here but like them doing what they were like, that whole situation with the bomb progressively made them have to made them have to become a technological savvy country. Mm -hmm. And a media focused country.
3: (laughs) Well, going back to the anime part. Yeah, anime started in 1950s. The anime that we know started in 1950s. But then it really started again. It had like a boom again. Was in nineteen seventies, might have been nineteen eighty, early 1980s. I think it was
2: the nineteen eighty with the
3: uh, with the uh, with Gundam. Gundam. And this is where you get the to-
2: Gundam was everyone's <laughs> shit. Giant fucking mech. Everyone <laughs> remembers Gundam. You can't. You cannot talk to the a mech person era. who doesn't know. And like the mech era was a thing that literally dragged out. And I will say this at least until the early two thousands. I don't care what anyone said, late mm-hmm. 1990s, early 2000s. I think the last known neck that I remember that came out early 2000s was Aideka Seven. And that's the one that I remember the most. Actually, no, later on there came Tengen Topa Good and La but early 2000s, I know it was Aideka Seven. So I'm sitting here like next you, you look at their thought process and you sit and you look, like think of the minds of Japanese people. Like, let's be honest here. They just had these bombs drop on them. They're going and making, like I told you, you had Astro Boy back in like 1950s, 1960s. You go on, you have so many other animes that deal with, motherfucking, let's not even forget about fucking Ghost in the Shell. They literally made a whole cybernetic world inside of Ghost in the Shell. You cannot forget about that anime. It's a classic. But in their minds, just think of what they were thinking of producing. If they could have sat here and made what they wanted to make, Look at all of the thoughts and ideas, and as you said, America was probably like, "No, nah, we not letting y'all do all that. Stick to stick to small stuff because we ain't trying to figure out what you are capable of."
3: Yeah, especially when you look at movies like Akira, where an atomic black explosion pretty much just goes off, and then there was another movie, was it Grave of the Fireflies, where those are those it was literally about some orphans escaping. I don't know if it was an atomic I never watched that one because it made me say...
2: I kept hearing people say it made him cry. I was like, I'm yeah. not doing this to myself because this is... I could do Promise <laughs> <as> Neverland. <laughs> it's very sad. But nah, I couldn't do Grave of the Fireflies because it was something that... Well, was... even
3: movies. Even movies. We already know Godzilla.
2: Exactly. Like, you can look at... <laughs> like, fucking Godzilla was literally about this fucking reptile that could fucking... Was he a goddamn alien? Who fuck? I don't. In the beginning, I don't even think they knew. They just knew he was some monster that came out of the water, like.
3: No, it was like the atomic explosion created him. was referenced. Yeah, created Godzilla. Godzilla came through wrecking shit for Japanese people again, and then they killed him. I don't know if you guys were watched the first one, but they killed Godzilla. Godzilla. No, no, no. They killed. well, yeah, but they killed Godzilla. The scientists create this weapon. Basically, to take all the oxygen out of a well they got them in the water and they basically it was like this bomb it was like this literal bomb which drained all the oxygen out of the water for a particular area and then like kind of like it melted Godzilla what the
0: fuck?
3: so it's like all that imagery and all that story
2: you can see where it comes because the Godzilla was or... made
3: in like the yeah Godzilla was made in like the sixties
2: it was old hold on let me see.
3: So it's not that far it's, it's literally not that far
2: 1954 from... that was literally like
0: yeah
2: nine years i'm sorry i had to count that yeah nine years after the whole situation that happened with nagasaki and hiroshima so you can kind of see how they sat here and took a situation that was let's be honest really fucking shitty like really shitty it wiped out hundreds of thousands and let's just be honest it's nuclear. It's radiation. You guys, that doesn't just go away in a day, two days, three, four, five, six. That that state. We all know what happened in what is that motherfucking Russian place, Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Yeah. So radiation.
3: Now Chernobyl was bad. It's Ex- bad, bad. It's still bad.
2: So we know <laughs> no one even lives there anymore. Like Chernobyl has no one living there right now. So you live people there.
3: are starting to go back.
2: People are starting to go back. I would not they, go back to that motherfucker.
3: I think they're paying people. But.
2: Hell no, but you have to sit here and think of how long it takes to, and I even saw some pictures back in like 19, I think it was 1954, 19 to 1958, like a lady who had gotten injured from the bomb is literally standing on the side of a road with a building in the background, half gone, half blown up, and she is literally sitting there like with a limp selling food to people who are coming mm-hmm. down the street as vendors and then two ladies who are literally sitting in a chair one missing an eye the other one whose face is literally disfigured at this point and they're just smiling at the camera you have to literally look at these people took a situation like that and turned it into a lot of the pop pop culture that we have now cuz had them and it's it's so fucked up but it's a it's a silver line. it really is a silver lining because had that not happened to them, would we have the things we have today? And we probably wouldn't. We most definitely wouldn't.
3: And we didn't even really cover, like the people that survived, they were near the bomb and actually survived. <sighs> they were labeled by the Japanese people, I forget what it's called because I can't remember Japanese names for anything, but uh, uh, they were literally labeled a certain type of people. And they were basically considered outcasts. And if they found... If, you know, if somebody found out that you were from that area or you experienced a bomb and you actually survived, they would literally shun you and get you out of there because they thought you were painted Probably
2: painted bad luck, a lot of a lot of probably... Mm-hmm. And here's my kitty. Hi, you're doing bugger? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I just thought... I thought... Now that I sit here and think about it, looking at the rationalities of it all, it, it, it really does no bugger <laughs> it actually does it makes a lot of sense and it actually gets you to thinking like what what would the what would life be like if we didn't have the shit that the japanese people have given us media wise like pop culture wise because there's more than <clears throat> there's more like have you noticed now that a lot of things like um like Korean streetwear, Japanese streetwear, urban wear, things like that. That's something that now is becoming a thing in America. And I think that's because, like, I I think people learn to branch out a bit bit more after the whole thing with Hiroshima and Nagasaki, because style changed, style changed a lot. But it also incorporated Western, but it also... And now, mind you, that goes a bit further back into the 1920s, but this was when it started to, like, really change, change but also added a flair of them to it.
3: Well, this might be, (laughs) this might be a little out of pocket to say, but you can almost say that the U S so far as like pop culture wise, the U S and Japan kind of share like a similar thread. It's like, there's a connection there.
2: It is because I mean, with America being there because they did some
3: well, yeah. And they, they did some terrible, to us, which, you know, let's be honest, at an early age, everybody's taught Pearl Harbor.
2: Yeah, (laughs) 100 percent. They're taught Pearl Harbor.
3: So it's like you kind of grow up with this kind of connection that uh, they did something terrible to us, then we do something terrible to them. And it kind of creates this kind of.
2: Yeah, chain link a, a, kind of thing It, it creates that, that connection, but also, I personally, okay, this is just me. I feel like what America did was worse. Like, let's be on um, two atomic nuclear weapons. They're nuclear. Like, that does a lot more damage.
3: Well, we can and we can't. That's what I am saying. Because Japan's a very imperialistic country. The U.S. is, don't get it twisted, is imperialistic, but they don't, it's not under, it's not under the the cloak of imperialism
2: it's, it's on the cloak of, of democracy
3: because depended a whole lot like, they did it like they did terrible shit too I
2: know. like
3: the rape of Nanking is just
2: the, absolutely yeah, one of the I most terrible up, events
3: in human history i
2: looked up the um the rape of Nanjing and literally i think the ja i think it was the japanese hold on hold on if i read this right um
3: And you gotta, and they invaded indochina all those neighboring countries around there they invaded those as well
2: the the general prince yasuhiko osaka he actually got granted immunity yeah like the perpetrators were the imperial japanese army and prince yasuhiko osaka and he got granted immunity but like looking at this like in 13 1937 says that they engaged in random murder wartime rape looting arson and other war crimes like, there's 200,000 200, consensus estimates range from 40,000 to over 300,000. So consensus is at least 200,000. So, I mean, goddamn. So might well
3: throw genocide in there, too, as well. Yeah,
2: so, I mean, I'm sitting here looking at now, like, looking at some of my, my J-pop idols and my, like, other idols and, like, certain people coming there. Because I know there was an idol not too long ago. She was seen wearing, I think, the Hanafuda... They were different. They weren't the Rising Sun earrings. And somebody uh, had—I think it was China because I think she was Chinese. It was a whole ordeal. I can't remember her name to save my Mm -hmm. life. But someone saw it and people started like shitting on her so bad. And it looked—they looked like the earrings that um, what's that nigga name has on the one from uh demon slayer though know, it looked like the ones he had on but they actually weren't it was mm-hmm. completely something else and people shat on her so bad i think she was in china i think she was she in china or it was somewhere it was just really bad people were just sitting there coming down on her because i think she was i don't know what she was it was just bad but looking at how
3: yeah i mean well there's a, there's a few more topics that we can like go into but it's like if you think about like the spirituality of the whole situation too that goes into a lot of the media. Um because you know if you think about it, how did the people that basically uh when the bomb after the bombs were dropped, focused on tech, okay, maintained that spirituality aspect of their culture. And I think a lot of that has to do with just like one, the uh the storytelling that's passed down, um, especially with the bomb. Because you know, if you think about a bomb. You know, well, the atomic bomb. That's something crazy. And like we can't. We really nobody actually, can really grasp their head around. They it.
2: made a statue of it. They made a statue of like you know how when it blew up, like it blows up, it the the puff cloud that comes from it. They actually made like a yeah. statue for it. I can't even remember why they erected it, but they actually made a statue for it and put it somewhere. Oh, I wish I could find that post. Cause it was just certain things like after the war, like they were posting pictures. I just was looking at pictures from like after that in the 1950s. And it was just, it was a lot of stuff that you saw that they were, the Americans were still there and you could see they were just helping them try to put things back together. But you have to also sit here and look at there's people here now, like, Picture yourself being Japanese and you're in your own country and now you have to, you just surrender to these people who literally killed hundreds of thousands and you have to be friends with them. You have to. You have no choice mm-hmm. but to be friends with them.
3: Well, then, well, and then there's no frame of reference. Like, we have a frame of reference for an atomic weapon. Like, we, now we don't have a frame of reference for the current atomic weapons because the current atomic weapons are like 200 times more powerful than
2: yeah. technology, Hiroshima technology Nagasaki. a long way fuck.
3: Um, because so now we got what hydrogen bombs now. I don't
2: even know.
3: Probably even
1: something worse.
2: Probably something. Boys worse. probably
1: got gravity bombs. <laughs> uh, no, but stuff we have to worry about today aren't even bombs. <laughs> Boys AI. using biological warfare, hypersonic warfare, which is audible warfare.
2: Like it's lots of stuff.
1: Um. Okay. Okay. Here's one. Weather, weather
3: anomalies. Uh, We're hour deep. Okay. Well, to wrap it up, everybody out there can do their own research. But I guess to wrap it up, I guess what we're trying to say is like, nothing happens for no reason. So the stuff that, especially stuff that you intake and you watch, especially when you know history, you kind of understand. You know, if you pick an anime real quick. Come on! Come on!
2: Come an
3: on. Anime? Come on. Pick one. I, I just Pick one. Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> ghost in the Shell. I was thinking, I was ready for you to say Attack on Titan, but
2: Ooh. Ghost in the <laughs> Shell. Don't get me. Don't get me started on
3: well, Attack yeah. on. Um, when you look at these things and you look at like why they're creating, look at who they were created by, and what they might have went through or might have experienced, you kind of understand. And it kind of it kind of infers, especially to you, people that are artists out there. You know everything has a story to it even though it might not seem like a story and might not be related but everything has a story to it awesome. and a lot of these people went through that stuff what you're about to bust What am about
2: to bust so a lot of people a lot of the stories you 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 watch like japanese stories te- definitely take a deeper look because a lot of people i don't know if you know if you actually watch attack on titan it is definitely based on the holocaust if you sit here and actually watch it it is very closely related to the holocaust and you it very much shows the signs it shows the races it's like all if you look and you sit here and look at it and connect them yes and it's it's amazing how they've taken so many bad things or they can look at things and sit here and tell a story from it and make it into a story and yes sometimes it can have a good end sometimes it can have a bad end but if you sit here and look at it they. They're so creative. Like Japanese people are so freaking creative that they create these worlds, and that all started from one bad thing happening to them. Okay, you continue.
3: (laughs) Well, my point I was getting to is like that bad thing, especially if you're creative. Look, you might have to go through bad things. Just take it as just take it as a life lesson. That's part of the code, okay? Uh, You know, I'm always gonna talk about the code. Y'all know about the the code, but code um, you don't get this great art you don't well you don't get great art in period just by having like the most perfect life <laughs> okay you don't this doesn't happen there's usually some kind of hardship or something that goes that people have to go through or you go through whatever that may be that influences your art influences what you talk about influences your stories things of that nature so um, just from the outside looking in, uh, we just want to bring awareness to it uh, a little bit. Just talk about it a little bit. I know we focus on anime, but this this topic can kind of go into pretty much any detail on Japanese culture because they do have this very specific thing uh, again, because we have not dropped an atomic. Nobody's dropped an atomic bomb anywhere on anybody, except in the U.S. and they're in testing phases. But that's not like a whole group of people ever in the world. So. It's something to think about. It's something to really, really, really think about. Yeah. Anything else? anybody got anything else?
2: No, I think we're pretty much.
3: Except for me.
2: What you guys say? You got something?
3: I okay. got. All I see is this man's All
2: is his <laughs> Well,
1: hey. you are too black. Turn the light on. My electricity bill already projected at almost two hundred dollars this month. <laughs> he
2: said, "I'm not doing it." <laughs>
1: Boy just got eyes in
3: the, in the just dark. Eyes, and I was um, like why is
2: his light? Why is his blinds not open? I was like, oh my god, it's so dark in there.
1: But, yeah, I turned it uh, off and I realized we weren't using video. Oh,
2: I'm dying. <laughs> but
1: this has been a
3: very informative episode. I
2: hope it was
3: informative. As always, I hope it was a little informative. I hope it was. You know, I think I think it was like that. You know, I, I think hope we gave uh, a little history. Uh, lesson no, no. if you
2: take history, hopefully you'll remember some stuff from this, and we made it just fun for you, maybe. Eh. If anything take take that America does some fucked up shit <laughs> but you guys thanks for listening to the podcast this is war. like really real deal they don't play thank y'all for listening to the podcast like really thank you and don't forget to like and follow and subscribe to the midnight special podcast I'm sorry that was a tongue twister for me and I don't know why don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to the Midnight Special Podcast on Instagram. And also, follow us on Twitch. We do a lot of live streams. Also, hit us up if you ever want to actually play some PUBG, Rainbow Six Siege, if you want to play some Fallout. Uh, what is it? Fall Guys? Yeah, Fall Guys. Just hit us up, but y'all have a great day. I think.
3: Maybe some Diablo. Have some Diablo. <laughs> Diablo.
2: I would kill myself playing that game. Yeah. But yes, don't forget to definitely like <laughs> share share it with your friends. Share the podcast with your friends too. Rick be making some good music. Follow him on Instagram because his music be busting. I'd be listening to the shit at work, and I'd be sitting here like, "Thank you, bro." i be digging that work. Y'all don't <laughs> even know. People on the cameras probably looking at me like I'm crazy. But most definitely Probably. like, follow, most and subscribe. Um, check out Mastermind's work. He does a lot of cinematography, photography, videography. Check his stuff out. Me, I'm just a dweeb. Yes, I do. So,
3: and I work for NASA.
2: Yeah, he works for NASA now. He's ballin'. But thank you guys and y'all have a great day.
3: Yep, as always. Bye. It's been Mastermind. Bye.
2: Wait, we got a... What song? What song? You gotta put your song at the end, Rick. Come on, you gotta tell them the name. Uh,
3: yeah, yeah. Get to It'll the mic. There. It'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't named it yet. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> It'll be there, and that's what matters. <laughs> I
3: don't mean, even know if it's finished.
2: Bye, guys.
3: All right, everybody, get out. Get out.
0: Get out cita